Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. In our most recent episode, we visited the physical side of human connection, including its sensual and sexual dimensions. As we've also discussed, though, those cover only a small portion of the richness that's included in deep human connections. The EMP, or emotional-mental-physical, model of the sexual response cycle tells us that our emotions and mind are also major actors on the stage of human connection. Note that the EMP model was developed to deepen our understanding of sexuality, specifically in the Human Sexual Response Cycle, or SRC. However, a generalization of that same model can also be applied across the full range of human relationships. Human sexuality involves complex behaviors that include physiological responses, emotional motivation and responses, and superimposed top-down control of our behavior through our conscious thought processes. The three layers of the EMP model, emotional, physical, and mental, are at play in all of our relationships, not just in our sexual or romantic ones. So let's explore the E and the M aspects of relationship. What is emotion? Before diving into the role that emotions play in the EMP model, we need to consider the fundamental question of what emotions are. Until the fairly recent past, the field of psychology seemed to have paid scant attention to human emotions. The period from 1900 to about 1960 is sometimes referred to as the Dark Ages of human emotion research, during which the ascendancy of behaviorist thinking in psychology undercut emotion research. That reality may reflect our Western bias in favor of the mind and conscious cognitive processes. The sometimes wild and unruly emotions don't fit neatly into the mental boxes of our conceptual categories or the rigid logical rules of formal inference processes. These traits make emotions hard to study scientifically. Emotions have been studied in many species besides humans. They appear to exist in a wide range of organisms, presumably because they serve some evolutionary purpose. We can think of emotions as subjectively felt or subconscious reactions to significant events that occur in our lives. Thus, fear might be an emotion that is triggered by our discerning a poisonous snake coiled in the path ahead of us. There's widespread misunderstanding, or perhaps disagreement, about the concepts of emotions versus moods versus feelings versus thoughts. For our purposes here, we can think of emotions as being innate and subconscious neural and neurochemical responses to specific types of events or stimuli. Moods are longer-lasting affective states that don't often have an identifiable trigger. They can be thought of as an emotional tone rather than an emotional response to some occurrence. Feelings, in contrast, are the conscious perceptions that arise when one experiences emotions. Those perceptions arise in the conscious mind, rather than at the level of subconscious emotions. Now let's think a little about the connection between emotions and connection. The emotional layer of the EMP model includes two different states or responses to events, unconscious registration of the events and a separate subconscious appraisal state in which registered stimuli are assessed as being either good or bad, painful or pleasurable. 
Such plus or minus categorizations of stimuli are referred to as the emotional valence of those stimuli. In some cases, specific kinds of stimuli, such as fear of snakes, are innately pre-wired to be recognized as good or bad, desirable or to be avoided. In many other cases, though, the good-bad valence categorization of events is learned. To bring all of this back to the realm of human connections, our palette of human emotions plays a large role in making us who we are as individuals, and thus who we find compatible and how others react to us. To explore this perspective in depth, I recommend reading The Emotional Foundations of Personality by Kenneth L. Davis and Yak Panksepp, P-A-N-K-S-E-P-P, who was one of the pillars of emotion research. To cite just a few of the relevant highlights, though, that research suggests that there are only seven biologically rooted primary emotions, rage-slash-anger, fear-slash-anxiety, panic-slash-sadness, seeking-slash-enthusiasm, care-slash-nurturance, play-slash-social joy, and lust-slash-eroticism. The first three of these have a negative emotional valence, that is, they produce negative or aversive feelings. The last four have a positive valence, that is, they produce positive, desirable feelings. These seven primary emotions are shared by all mammals, and even with some other species of birds and reptiles. They are innate or biologically hardwired, not learned. A second observation is that a large number of secondary emotions are compounded from the primary emotions. Examples include guilt, shame, and frustration. These complex emotions are learned responses to the occurrence of inborn primary emotions that occur during social interactions. Lists of dozens or even more secondary emotions can be found in the research literature. Our emotional tone and our emotional responses to people and events are major aspects of our personality. In turn, personality affects who we're compatible with and interested in connecting with. For example, people who are especially sensitive to things that trigger fear are unlikely to want to spend time around people who exhibit frequent and intense anger. People who are especially playful and for whom seeking or exploration is important will likely want to connect with those who share those traits. Emotional intelligence, or EQ, is the ability to sense and understand the emotions that occur in ourselves and in others. EQ is key to our ability to possess empathy, through which we sense what's going on emotionally inside someone else. Without that awareness, we are unable to react appropriately, such as by showing caring and support for the concerns and challenges that our partner may be facing. Without emotional attunement and empathy, we can't share an intimate connection with another person. The emotional layer of the EMP model describes how we evaluate how emotionally enticing we find a potential relationship to be. In addition, that layer translates our thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes about a relationship into emotions that motivate our pursuit of or withdrawal from that relationship. The emotional layer thus has a major role in determining how we choose and pursue our deep connections with others. Let's now turn to considering how thinking, our conscious cognitive processes, affects our deep connections. The mental layer of the EMP model describes the many facets of how our thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes play into our relationships. As opportunities for connection present themselves, we evaluate them emotionally, as we've seen. 
In addition, though, our awareness of those opportunities usually also rises to the level of our conscious thoughts. We go through an extensive conscious appraisal process to decide which relationships we want to pursue. In evaluating a potential new relationship, we think about a great many things. We consider whether the prospective partner fits us well with respect to their socioeconomic background, their enjoyment and dislike of specific things, the goals and desires they may share with us, their education, their shared beliefs and worldview in areas such as religion and politics, and many other things. Much of this evaluation depends on how we perceive the person. Do we feel we understand them and see eye to eye with them, or do we see them as too different to have much in common with them? Perception is a cognitive process. Our imperfect perception may lead us to dive into a relationship that ultimately unravels because time and shared experience show that partner to not be who we thought them to be. Conversely, as trust deepens in a relationship, it may be that we find our partner to be an even better and more wonderful match for us than what we had imagined. Our perceptions of our relationships evolve over time. In the EMP model, the results of our conscious appraisal process drive us toward a decision to either pursue or move away from establishing and deepening a connection. While those decisions are mutually exclusive, it's possible for us to be conflicted. For example, our emotional level reaction to a partner may urge us toward deepening our relationship with them, at the same time that our mental level conscious appraisal of them tells us that there are red flags to consider and that it is potentially unwise for us to pursue that relationship. The winner of this competition determines how we proceed with that relationship. So let's put the pieces together. In EMP, the emotional layer of the model is the mediator for our subconscious emotional responses to the potential relationship opportunities we encounter. The emotional evaluations that occur at that level alter our physical responses to our interactions with a partner. The mental layer of the EMP model describes the conscious cognitive processes through which we evaluate our potential relationship opportunities. How we cognitively evaluate a relationship reflects the many beliefs, attitudes, and thoughts that connection with a potential partner triggers in us. Our cognitive appraisal of a relationship is a product not only of our personal preferences, but also of all the social programming that we have learned in the course of our socialization. Like our emotional evaluation process, our cognitive evaluation affects our physical responses to our interactions with a partner. The unified three-layer EMP model suggests several things about the nature of relationship. First, our bodies have a mind of their own to some extent in determining how we react to potential relationship partners. We can have physiological reactions without even being consciously aware of those reactions. Second, we appraise our potential partners at a subconscious emotional level to decide whether a partner is likely to be a source of pleasure or of pain. A positive emotional appraisal can act as a depressed gas pedal to encourage us to pursue a relationship. How we feel about a partner evolves over time, since most of our emotional pain versus pleasure associations are learned, not innate. Third, we also appraise our potential partners at a conscious cognitive level with our beliefs and attitudes influencing that appraisal. Those beliefs and attitudes are learned, as are the associations we create regarding whether a particular partner promises pleasure or pain. 
our cognitive appraisal process often acts as an inhibitor or damper on our potential pursuit of a relationship partner. Our mind can prevent us from blindly pursuing a relationship that our emotions might encourage, but which isn't in our best interest. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors website at twoopendoors.com and the Two Open Doors Facebook group. Finally, I invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to help guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. <laughs>